0: Well, today's scripture comes from the gospel according to Matthew. We're going to read uh, chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. We're going to read it in the ESV. And so uh, we ask you to find it. You can find it in the Pew Bible or if you have your own Bible or a Bible app. We're going to do a responsive reading, which means that I'll read the first verse. And everyone will respond together in unison with the uh, verse after that. And then we'll keep going back and forth, me and then everyone, me, then everyone, until we get to the very end. And so please stand as able once you're ready to read the scripture. Again, it's Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. May the Lord bless the reading of God's word for us today. Now, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Well, Today's message is titled, Hope Rises. So this week, um, the new Avengers movie is coming out. And I heard, uh, I read the story, I didn't want to find out more, uh, that somebody had leaked the ending of The Avengers online. Man, what kind of messed up person would do that? That's so mean, right? But I don't know, some people just, uh, they, they get a thrill from making everyone else miserable, I guess. But uh, you know, for many of us, we don't like spoilers, right? We don't like the ending to get ruined, unexpected things to be told to us before we get to see them ourselves. We like to experience it in the moment and to be surprised, right? And so, you know, spoilers have become such a thing that that people kind of dread that if there's any article written about like a movie or a book or, you know, some story and, 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 you know, maybe not everyone has read that book or, uh, seen that movie. You know, in that article, if they're gonna give anything away, they'll put in big letters, spoiler alerts, right? Like, read at your own risk, you know, because we might give something away that maybe you won't like that. You know, now, I, I have learned that many people don't like spoilers. I don't like spoilers. And so if you ruin the ending of Avengers for me, I will Hunch you down. No, just kidding. <laughs> but please don't. Seriously. Um, but I know some people actually kind of like spoilers. And some people kind of like spoilers because they want to know what happens. They don't want to be in tension suspense the whole time. You know? And today, in the story that we are reading, uh, the story of the resurrection, I think we need to be reminded that the people going through the story did not know how this story was going to end. And so this is a very well-worn story for many of us, but I want to encourage you to read the story kind of with new eyes. And there's a couple things that kind of pop out. With a story like this, sometimes we, we just kind of gloss over it. Yeah, yeah, the women went to the tomb. Jesus was raised, right? But. Sometimes very helpfully in scripture, if there's something very important, they keep repeating it again and again and again and again. And you will see this. And very helpfully, I actually bold faced the parts that I want you to pay attention to. All right. So uh, I'm going to read this for you again. Now, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled. It became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for he has risen. As he said, come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Before we move on, what do you think the theme is that we're kind of pointing out? Fear, right? The guards, they were afraid. They didn't know what was going on. They they fell on the ground (laughs) as if they were dead, right? They passed out. The angel comes, and the first thing he says to the women is, do not be afraid. And when they leave, did you notice this? Did you notice this? I don't think I noticed this the first 50 times I read this story, right? But when they left, they, they were joyful. They had great joy, but also they had fear. Did you notice that? Now... Can you have fear and joy at the same time? Brothers and sisters, I think that for many of us, we have mixed emotions. And so for the women, they had great joy. They're like, oh my gosh, we saw an angel. And the angel told us Jesus wasn't there. But at the same time, maybe, just maybe, they're still not sure. They're still not sure. Maybe for some of us, on Easter, you hear this story. It's a fantastic story, isn't it? Jesus rose from the dead, he was dead, he was killed, but he's no longer dead. And maybe for some of us, that's a very joyful story. And you do have joy, but maybe for some of us, we're like, "Mm, I'm still not quite sure. I'm not 100%. I'm not 100% sure this actually happened. Come on, come on, really? A man raised from the dead? And I wonder, I wonder maybe for these women, Maybe they weren't completely sure at this point. I don't know. But I do know, because the scripture tells me, they had both great joy and fear at the same time. Right. So if that's you, if you had some joy, but some kind of misgivings, well, hey, you're in good company. Um, so they ran to tell the disciples, but check it out. Something happens. They get intercepted by Jesus. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings, and they came up and took hold of his feet. That's another interesting little bit of the story. That I don't know if maybe, you know, some of you, I know I missed that the first 50 times I heard this story. Why did they hold his feet? Why? They wanted to make sure that he wasn't a ghost. <laughs> right? I think it was kind of an act of affection. Maybe they got up to Jesus and they're like, they wanted to hug him, but they're like, oh, shoot. Can, can I hug Jesus? They're like, that's too much. Okay, his feet. Let's just, let's just touch his feet. You know, because that's very kind of servile, right? That's what a servant would do. They would touch the feet of, this, of the master. They would wash the feet of the master, right? Remember that story? Mary washing the, the feet of Jesus with her hair and her tears, right? And so they come, and Jesus washing the feet of the disciples, right? It's a servant move. And they come, and they hold his feet. Oh, they're solid. Right. I can feel the toe. I can feel the pinky. Right. Jesus is actually alive. That's why they tell us this this little detail. That's why it's in there, brothers and sisters. So, you know, Jesus is flesh and blood. He's not just a ghost. A lot of people that in that time, they believed in spirits and ghosts. Right. So it wouldn't have been that far fetched to think that Jesus could have been a ghost. But this is a new thing. Jesus actually resurrected which means that he came alive again in the body in the flesh so they're holding his feet and they worship it then Jesus said to them do not be afraid where do we see that the angel said to the women women do not be afraid but they leave and they're still kind of afraid so Jesus comes again and says do not be afraid Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee and there they will see me. This is a story we've all heard before. But imagine that you're living this story for the first time. The disciples, by the way, the women, by the way, have already been told that Jesus, that this would happen. Right. If you guys were here on Good Friday, there's a detail of the story where the reason why there were guards outside of the the tomb is because Jesus had said on several occasions that he would rise again. And they're like, okay, let's put guards there to make sure that a disciple doesn't come and try to steal his body. Right. So they knew what was coming. Somebody told them what was coming. But still, when they experienced it, they were afraid. They were afraid. Wouldn't you be? When we face life, wouldn't we be afraid too? Just anything in life. Are you afraid? (laughs) Why are we afraid, brothers and sisters? I think a lot of us are afraid because we don't know what's going to happen. Life is uncertain, as many of us know. But a consistent message on Easter when Jesus raises from the dead is, I know you're afraid, but don't be. <laughs> don't be. I used to tell people that um, it's not very helpful to tell people not to be stressed or not to be afraid. If someone's really afraid to just be like, don't be afraid, doesn't help, right? If, if you're really stressed out, right? If, if you're, you're really like, like worried, like has anyone ever told you to calm down? when you're anxious. I, I, I know I talk about this sometimes, but someone's like, calm down. Man, when any, anytime someone says that to me, the last thing that happens is I become calm, right? Like that just riles me up. I'm like, you think it's that simple? Hey, hey, don't, don't be stressed, right? Don't worry. Oh, thanks, I didn't think of that, right? You're such a genius, right? You know, like, why didn't I think of, oh, why didn't I think of just not being stressed, not being worried, not being afraid? But what is the difference in this? Jesus isn't being a jerk. (laughs) The angel isn't being a jerk. They're saying, we are presenting something that is new, something that is brand new, something that you had never seen before. And because of this, you do not need to be afraid anymore. Don't be afraid because Jesus has risen. Because Jesus has risen. You do not need to be afraid anymore. Brothers and sisters, we called this message Hope Rises. And, and I want to ask you a question. What does hope look like? It's a stupid question because nobody knows what hope looks like. Nobody knows. If you knew what it looked like, then it wouldn't be hope. Hope does not have a shape. Hope does not have a form. Hope is not definitive. That's the reason why it's hope. Actually, in Romans chapter 8, which I helpfully put down here for you, for your reference, this is what Paul tells us. For in this hope we were saved. Now, hope that is seen is not hope. If you can see it, it is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. So, brothers and sisters, this is the whole thing that Paul is trying to tell you in this passage. An absolute prerequisite for hope is uncertainty. Now, why do some people like spoilers? (laughs) Because they want to know what happens. There's a lot of us that go through life and we are very afraid because we don't know what's going to happen. And for many of us, we want to know what's going to happen. And so this is the thing, that uncertainty is so racking for many of us that you know what a lot of us do? We actually write our own ending. Have you ever written your own ending to your story? This is usually what we do. Hope is very, very unnerving to just put it out there because it's uncertainty. Uncertainty can be very unnerving for many of us, Right? And so this is what we do. Like, like we don't like that. We don't like you know, not knowing what's going to happen. It makes us feel out of control. And so this is what we do. We just live disappointed. We write an ending to the story where we're like, well, well obviously I'm not going to get that job. Well, of course that person's going to hate my guts. Of course I'm going to end up lonely and single for the rest of my life. Of course nothing good ever happens to me. Of course, I'm not going to get what I want. Brothers and sisters, why do we do that? Brene Brown calls this a vulnerability shield. We shield up. We armor up. Because vulnerability makes us feel scared. We're scared. And so we think that if if we can sort of head off disappointment, we're like, okay, disappointment is going to come in my life, maybe. (laughs) But if I can anticipate disappointment, Right? At least I can say that disappointment didn't surprise me. At least I can say that I didn't get my hopes up. Because if I get my hopes up and get crushed, that's going to be even worse. So you know what? I'm just going to already be disappointed. And brothers and sisters, that is the complete opposite of hope. Hope means you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. It has to be that way right now so some of you guys who like spoilers now this is for most people when you actually want to know a spoiler i don't know if you've ever watched a movie i like i, I don't like spoilers by the way i really don't like them uh, in fact i i don't like them so much that i almost didn't see the movie titanic why because i already knew what was going to happen right i knew the ending right it's like well it's the titanic right i mean spoiler alert i mean you should know this by now the the boat sinks right and so did someone gasp what all right come on it's been sunk for like uh, over a hundred years okay if you haven't figured that out now then i, I can't help you <laughs> uh it's just history you know and so like like i didn't want to you know I, it's like i already know how this is this is gonna end but this is the thing i didn't know every detail I didn't know every detail of that story, so when I actually watched the story, it was still fresh to me. There were still things that happened that I wasn't expecting. Oh, Rose and Jack! I didn't, wasn't expecting that. Well, you know, Rose not moving over on a perfectly good board where there's plenty of room. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> you know, all of these things—they were unexpected, right? That's the spice of life. You don't know what's going to happen, right? It makes life exciting, you know. But this is the thing. For many people who do like spoilers, they don't want to know every detail. They just want to know, is it going to be okay in the end? There's sometimes when I'm watching a movie and I'm like so invested in the main character and I'm like, okay, I don't want to know everything, but I'm just going to look up Wikipedia real quick. Just for a plot summary, I'm going to go to the very end and all I want to know is he lived happily ever after. That's all I want to know. I just want to know that it's a happy ending. That's all I want to know. Everything else, I can be surprised. As long as I know that he lives in the end, as long as I know that it's a happy ending, then I can watch that movie in a different kind of space, right? A different kind of atmosphere. My nervous system, I just start to like relax a little bit. Now, Francis Chan tells a story where he was watching, uh, I don't know if you heard of the show 24, it's like a very tense show, and he was catching up. He was watching like season four or something like that, and he was like, oh my gosh, is Jack Bauer going to die? Is Jack Bauer going to die? And then he remembered, I'm a season behind. There's a season five. Of course Jack Bauer's going to live, right? It changed the atmosphere. He could watch it without anxiety. If you know how the story going to end, not every detail, you never get to get every detail, but if you know that it's a happy ending. So this is the thing. For many people, when they watch a movie, they can watch it and experience all the exhilaration of not knowing the details. But we trust. We trust in who? The people who made the movie. Right? This is why I you know, am okay with that, that not knowing right? what's going to happen in the end because in a way in a way i know this sounds kind of funny i trust the makers of the film i trust the makers of the film they can make the story however they want and i trust that the story, the end of the story is going to be satisfying the end of the story is going to be you know, I know, of course, some people, they're like, we're, we're going to make an artsy movie where we just subvert the expectations of the audience and everyone dies. And you're like, man, I, what the heck? Right? But most popcorn movies, right? Most of these movies, you know it's going to be a happy ending. Right? Spoiler alert. They live happily ever after. And brothers and sisters, this is where we come in, into this story. Right? I want to ask you, Have you written the ending to your story? Maybe there are some things that you have faced uh, where you're you're pessimistic about what you think is going to happen in life. We don't hope because we are afraid of being disappointed. We don't hope because we fear uncertainty. If this is you, I have a question for you. Do you think that not hoping will prevent bad things from happening to you? If you try to keep yourself from being surprised by disappointment, then you will also keep yourself from being surprised by joy, by turnarounds, by resurrection. So this is the thing. What we do is we try to close the door to hurt. Hurt, you're not going to come get me. And so we close the door to the possibility of hurt. And by the way, you can't do that. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get disappointed. It's just going to happen. That's life, right? But when you close the door to your heart, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to armor up. I'm not going to get disappointed. You also close the door to joy. I mean, look at the passage today. The women experienced joy and fear at the same time. And eventually it turns to all joy. But they had to go through the fear, didn't they? What if they're like, you know what, I don't want to be disappointed. If I show up at the grave today and all I see is a cold, dead body, I'm going to know that Jesus wasn't legit, that he really wasn't the Messiah, that all these things that I believed in were a lie. You know what, I just, I can't handle that. My heart can't handle that. So I'm not going to go to the grave today. But brothers and sisters, to open the door means to let in the Possibility, and I mean, let's be honest the absolute reality of pain, the absolute reality of death, the absolute reality of disappointment, but also what we say today, and why millions of Christians celebrate on this day the absolute truth of love conquering even that. Because, brothers and sisters, we have a story where we already know the ending, the big ending. And the big ending is, spoiler alert, Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus has defeated death itself. And spoiler alert, so will you. You will rise too. You will rise too. You will rise too. And in the end, what we believe is we do not live in a random universe where just so many unexpected, crazy, fearful things can happen to you, where you have to walk through this world just ha, ah, ah, ha, ah, ah. We live in a world where there is a maker, right? I'm okay at that movie because I know someone made that movie. And they made the ending already. And the ending is going to be good. I trust it. Please don't disappoint me, people who made Avengers. <laughs> But brothers and sisters, even if those stories disappoint you, I guarantee this story won't. You have a maker. He has made the ending already. And true, as Paul says, you're not going to know every detail. In your life, there might be sickness. There might be jobs that don't work out. There might be relationships that, where there's conflict and turmoil. And by the way, those were going to be there anyway. But you can walk through this life with hope, with definite hope, because Jesus rose again from the dead. Resurrection people aren't people who never experience pain. They are people who experience pain, even death, but they know that pain and death is never the end of the story. Because Jesus rises, it means hope rises. So that means you cannot shut the door on any story anymore. I mean, brothers and sisters, that's what we thought. We thought death had the final word, right? You know, they say that death gets everyone, right? Don't we say that? That that no one leaves this life alive. It is the ultimate ending. But in the kingdom of God, it is not the ultimate ending. The ultimate ending ends with Jesus reigning and all of us reigning with him This is our hope. Now, brothers and sisters, um, even in the darkest hour, when it looks like the dark is insurmountable, and that there's no way for our heroes to rise from the depths, right the stories you go to, we think in the darkest hour, it's over, that they have fallen, and we just wonder, will good triumph over evil? Will it all be okay? Brothers and sisters, we know that it will be. As we go through life, the uncertainty can be agonizing. We want to know the ending so that we are not so anxious as we experience the story. Many of us don't want to be spoiled. (laughs) Maybe you want to know that we'll be okay in the end. That you're not so tense and anxious as the story unfolds. It still is exciting and exhilarating. We like roller coaster rides, but I only like roller coaster rides when I know I'm not going to fall out. <laughs> when I know that it's not going to go off the rails. I know that that car, the, that the roller coaster, it will pull in safely to the station. That those wheels will never become unglued from the track. That is the hope we have. Right? There is nothing that can separate the car from the track. There is nothing that can separate you from God. There is nothing that can separate you from the reality that you are loved, and in the end, you will rise with Christ. This is the story that we are all living. The end is written. None of us will ever know the details, Right? I don't know how you will suffer. You will suffer. And I don't know how God will deliver you, because he will deliver you. But I do know this. You rise in the end. As Christ rises, so do you. As Christ has defeated death by the power of God, so will you overcome. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Praise team, can you guys come up? So, brothers and sisters, I want to do something again. I told you that I would ask you to do a a couple things that might feel a little risky. Uh, Again, this is not a show. (laughs) This is not a a concert, right? This is um, church. (laughs) This is where we participate in this story. So, you are invited to participate in the story. So, brothers and sisters, I want to ask you now to rise to your feet. This message, it's good on paper, isn't it? It sounds good. Maybe you've heard it before. Maybe you're like the women. You've heard the story. You've heard the report. And you had some joy, but you also had some fear. But brothers and sisters, this story is life-changing if you can live it. You have more than victory in Christ Jesus. That thing that is bothering you, your anxiety, your, your bad habits, your sin, your shame, the voices of accusation, the self-doubt, the fear, the pain, you have more than victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? I want to ask you to do something that's a little risky. And it's a little weird, but if we all do it, it's not so weird. It's not so risky. Can I just ask everyone to just raise your hands? This is a victory move, Right? you know like like I know sometimes people they go like Manser, right like this is a victory move can you raise your hands in victory and I want to give you an opportunity to just proclaim the victory we have in Jesus Jesus has overcome the grave what can he overcome in your life I want to invite you to just pray it out, to pray it out loud. I just want to hear a chorus of voices of victory, to pray victory over your life. You don't know how this is going to come. Maybe some of you are facing anxiety or depression or some kind of dead end in your life. It is not a dead end, brothers and sisters. Maybe you are facing just fear, just uncertain fear. Brothers and sisters, can you proclaim victory in Jesus' name? We don't know all the details, but we know how the story ends. So brothers and sisters, in one voice, let's just pray victory over anything, any challenge, any dead end in your life. It is not a dead end anymore. The story is not completely done. There is always the possibility of turnaround. Brothers and sisters, let's raise our voices together. Let's pray. Oh God, we thank you, Lord, so much that we have victory in Jesus' name. God, we just cry out in faith, God, not knowing exactly how this victory will come, but there's some people here who need to proclaim that in faith, God. There's some people who are facing a dead end in their life, a dead end in their relationships, a dead end in the hopes that they may have, God. But help us, God, to know there are no more dead ends. There's no more end of the story, God, that does not end with you winning in the end. With your on the cross and with the empty tomb there is no more body in that tomb God help us to believe that God help us to live that victory God help us to ingest that story Lord Jesus and if there's anyone they still feel that 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 mixture of feelings of, of fear and joy at the same time God may our fear be stripped away and may it start to become joy may it start to become hope that rises within us, God. As you have risen, may our hope rise in this place, God. Lord, we thank you, God, so much, Lord, for all these things. Brothers and sisters, I want to ask you to do another risky thing. You may not know the person next to you. Maybe it's someone you came with. Maybe it's someone you just kind of know. But could you pray for the people to your left and to your right that their story is not done? Can you pray that their hope can rise? Can you pray that they may have deliverance and victory in Jesus name for whatever it is in their life can we just take a moment to pray those for those people to your left and to your right let's pray precious god i pray for these people here god that they may have victory in jesus name i don't know exactly what's going on with my brothers and sisters i don't know what problem they are facing but i know the provider i know the savior i know that you have died and resurrected and we have victory in jesus name in the end god your love wins In the end, your love resurrects. In the end, hope wins. God, your hope, may it rise in them, God. That they may not face this life defeated. They may not try to write the end into their own story just by being disappointed and heading off disappointment at the past. God, may we open up the possibility of more what you can do. Thank you, God, for giving us a congregation, a family that we can pray for one another, that we can support and bless one another. We thank you, God. Oh, precious God, we thank you for the hope rising in this room, And may it go with us from this place that we will know, God, that we have a living hope in you because your son rose from the dead. Death has no victory here. And nothing in life will have victory over your love and over what you are doing in our lives. God, we can always have hope. What can life throw at us that you cannot overcome? What can happen to us that can take away this hope? Nothing, Lord. This hope, may it be eternal hope to know that no matter what happens, we will live with you forever. That as you rise, so do we. And as your hope that you have spoken over us, may it live in us and in this congregation all of our days. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Please remain standing. Let's sing out this song together.